0: Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan.
1: And I'm Sergio, your sick co-host. Are you sick? I did sneeze earlier.
0: Okay, I mean maybe you just had dust in your nose.
1: Who gets dust in their nose?
0: I mean, humans. Okay, well, no. Dust is dust is really challenging for for me especially. Anyway, this isn't funny. Um <laughs> So, we're here to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Um, It's the third entry, well, obviously, in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and also our marathon. Um, I'm so out of practice. We haven't done this in a minute, I feel like.
1: It's been probably like one week.
0: That's so long. Um, Anyway, before we get into the discussion, which I'm sure will be scintillating, here are our ten word reviews of movies we watched in the past week. And they're both theatrical for once. We we really splurged. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, do you want to start? you want to kick us off? Okay,
1: Hellfest. A blood-soaked cotton candy thrill ride at a second-rate carnival.
0: Ooh, and my review was pretty average, but go support theatrical slashers. I need more. A star is born, Lady Gaga shines, and
1: Bradley Cooper skyrocket to acting superstardom.
0: And my review of A Star is Born is directly Bradley Cooper? Sure loves him some actor Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that one's good that's good I throw all my weight behind that review oh, thank you um, yes and you can find our full reviews of both these movies on our Patreon um, if you just subscribe at the $2 level um, you can find the 10 minute reviews of um, a, like things like A Star is Born or A Simple Favor or even other movies
1: <laughs> yeah and I'm not one to toot my own horn but I've heard from very reliable sources that Taylor that Swift. Patreon is lit yes <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. She truly does stand us. I don't know. She does.
0: Um, anyway, and also we already recorded a full length review of Hellfest that we're going to be uh, dropping on the main feed in November when Sergio's doing his finals. But you can listen to it right now on our Patreon if you subscribe at the three dollar level, and you will also get all of our archives of old episodes of our show, and also the Scream One Hundred and One Season One with Shannon.
1: Ooh, truly, nothing scarier than uh, Shannon as a co-host.
0: Yes, women in podcasting. Oh, so too progressive for me.
1: <laughs> I miss Shannon so much.
0: Yeah, she's doing great in Seattle. She should. She should send us money. Actually, she's got yeah, like she a fancy TikTok now. Yeah, hey Shannon, subscribe to our Patreon, and then you'll get to hear yourself talk. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to be reviewing in Emerald Elm Street Three Los Dream Warriors. That's how you say it in Spanish, Los Warriors de Sueño. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we rate everything on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality, but first here is the plot. During a hallucinatory incident, young Kristen Parker, Patricia Arquette, has her wrist slashed by dream-stalking monster Freddy Krueger, Robert Englund. Her mother, mistaking the wounds for a suicide attempt, sends Kristen to a psychiatric ward where she joins a group of similarly troubled teens. And never checks in on her again. Oh, no. she. Oh, yeah, that's true. She's...
1: I was like one out of more mind. scene with her, and then she was like, I've done all I can do to help. I but, gave her to you people. And she literally can't do anything.
0: I'm out of ideas. The last we see her is she goes downtown and just leaves a strange woman alone in her daughter's room to take a nap. Yeah. She was in Kristen's room when that whole nap thing happened. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of the doctors there is Nancy Thompson, Heather Lankenkamp, who had battled Freddie some years before. Nancy senses a potential in Kristen to rid the world of Freddie once and for all. Um, so we're, we are spoiling this movie, but it's a Nightmare on Elm Street three. So I think we're good. It's been <laughs> like, like
1: three decades. Yeah. And also maybe you know, four? Three.
0: three. 35 years, I think like 31 years. Cause it okay. came out or actually it came out in yeah. 87. So 31 years. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I don't know why I said thank you, but the movie can't cause it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so what's your scariness score for this, this thing? I give it a three. <gasps> me too. Um, well, thank you for telling me why you gave why you gave it a three. Why'd you give it a three, Brendan? Um, well, I've I've seen this movie many times. Um, How but many times? Probably at least five or six. Cool. Um, mostly in the context of um, marathons of a Nightmare on the Street. Um, but I've done quite a few of those in my lifetime. Um, but yeah, I just this time it really struck me how dark the material is in this movie. It's really wretchedly morbid and grim in a lot of it. And I, I found that interesting. And I'll talk about it more, but I want to hear what you had to say too.
1: Um, I gave it a three because, like you said, it was pretty dark. Um, I was surprised by some of the kills. Some of them got me, you know,
0: shaken. <laughs> what one got you the most? I the think I that, know the answer to this. The one that got me the most was uh, the former drug addict. Yes, that's uh, Taryn, played by Jennifer Rubin.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, I really didn't was never in her camp as, so like, her character. Um, I could have taken her leave in most of the other kids at the psych ward.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're one-note slasher teenagers. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: But her one note was that she was, like, a former addict, but, you know, she... Uh, was on the path of the straight and narrow, and she overcame addiction. Uh, and sadly, that's how she
0: dies. And I was like, God, that's just so dark. Well, yeah, and it, it's the most powerful visual metaphor in the film, too. Mm-hmm. Like, her track marks, her drug scars become these gaping mouths, just, like, begging for Freddy's hypodermic syringe hands. Mm-hmm. It's really grim. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, this movie, I wouldn't say any anything in it scared me mm-hmm. like I wasn't like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't jumping in my seat from Nightmare on Elm mm-hmm. Street 3 but it it's it's aggressive and it's brutal yeah
1: if anything I can take solace in the fact that it's saying that an addict's death due to drugs isn't really their fault that maybe Freddie did it Freddie did it um well I don't know the drugs are to blame um whatever uh, one scene that didn't have me like squirming was uh-huh. because of the visuals. Aside from that one, was a close second, and that was the one with the guy whose like tendons became yes. puppet strings.
0: That is the character of AJ uh, Kyle. I can never remember because he dies so quickly. It's not Joey because Joey's the mute one. Yeah, his name is. We'll uh, call it Kyle? him. I'll call him Kevin Smarkle. Okay. Um so Smarkle Anthony, Tony. Maybe? Who knows? We'll call him We could have looked it up. We'll call him Matt Russell after our favorite human. Okay. Um so Matt Russell, he he carves these weird little claymation marionette things and then he gets turned into one by Freddy, like slashing open his arms and legs and using his tendons to make him sleepwalk and you know, jump off a roof. Mm -hmm. It's it's disgusting. (laughs)
1: It's very gross. Um, just seeing his entire body kind of cut open.
0: Yeah. No, because this, this, this movie really is the one that bridged the line between Freddy being the scary Freddy of the first two films and the funny Freddy of the later films. Uh-huh. Like, he definitely gets more cartoonish. And he's cartoonish in this one. Like, there's... You know there's the famous welcome to prime Time bitch where he's literally he's a TV and he has antenna sticking out of his head and he shoves mm-hmm. a girl into a television set mm-hmm. like it's silly, but it 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 doesn't go as over the top as it they would in later movies like it is it's more like fantasy adventure like mm-hmm. craziness than it is like goofball cartoon- mm-hmm. and so it still kind of packs a punch in a certain way or at least a mm-hmm. lot of it does. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I definitely did get some of the, like, kind of goofballiness, especially with the wizard character. Oh, God. Um, but even when he died, I still felt it like, oh, it was like, oh, this has some serious consequences to it. And whatever yeah. jokes I'm finding in this, uh, uh, I don't know, ring hollow and the yeah.
0: death of these kids. No, yeah, every silly death it does have this kernel of something really dark inside of it. Like that that character we 're talking about, I also don't remember his name will will is his name um he's a wheelchair bound kid his His previous uh interaction with Freddie, I guess he also jumped off a roof or something, and he hurt himself mm-hmm. um and so he's his legs are no longer functional and, but in his dreams, they are because everyone has dream powers because they're the dream warriors. Um, So I'm I'm turning into a six-year-old now. Mm. They're the dream warriors. And here's his powers. And like, I need three crystal energies in order to make him move. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Card games are hard. Um, Anyway. So the wizard, he has wizard powers in his dream. In addition to being able to walk because he's like the dungeons and dragons nerd. Mm -hmm. And it's just, so lame He gets this little um, Dracula cape <laughs> And he gets to zap Green lightning Out of his fingers At Freddy That does nothing mm-hmm. um, But the but the thing is That death He's tormented By this giant Spiked version Of a wheelchair That's like threatening To paralyze him again And send him back To his prison Of his own body mm-hmm. Which is really dark uh-huh. Yeah no I mean I, I agree With what you were saying I kind of went off on my own little journey there. No, no. I I appreciate
1: it because you really added legs to the statement that I said.
0: Yeah. And the dreams added legs to this character. (laughs) Yes. And then took them away. I know. So sad. Um, Anyway. And also even some of the stuff that we don't see is really dark. I mean, there's a reason we don't see it, but um, when Nancy first shows up at the um, asylum or sanitarium or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the doctor that's been helping out these kids, he says that one of the previous members of the group who died had cut off his own, his own eyelids so he couldn't oh, yeah. sleep. Which is... I don't remember that line, and that's, that's just... It's rough.
1: It's rough, and you can believe it.
0: Yeah, I just... I'm kind of glad they didn't show that to us. Uh-huh. I think maybe that would have, was in a earlier draft of the script mm-hmm. <laughs> or something? No, it obviously wasn't. It, it was too much even for this movie, uh-huh. um, which did kind of toe a pretty delicate balance. But yeah, no, just there's there's a there's a lot going on in here. Um, more than I think I realized the first couple times that I watched it, mm-hmm. because these characters really are pretty one note. They each have one thing, and Freddy exploits that one thing, and that that's how most of these movies go. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, I don't know. I just really felt the impact of it this time around. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, what's, what's the campiness score? My campiness score? Uh-huh. Um, my campiness score was...
1: Let me think.
0: Think, think, think.
1: Let me give it a two. Okay.
0: Um, I'm giving it a three, but I, I want to hear what... You, you tend to to... Not appreciate the camp as much as I do.
1: Um, I probably wasn't that aware of the camp, to be honest with you. Like, mm. there were some silly things to it. Like, you mentioned the wizard character, uh, the bag of bones uh, that they had to fight.
0: Yeah, when Freddy's corpse in real life turns into, like, this Ray Harryhausen skeleton that sword fights with John Saxon. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The mother's chopped off head in the dream. Uh, Like those were some campy elements, but I didn't think they were too noticeable or detracted from the movie, which I sometimes feel campiness can do.
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, I always embrace campiness and I love it in any movie that I'm watching. Um, but I, I agree that you're right, especially in a film that is this dark um, camp can kind of undercut that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a lot in this movie that is there's that one way. that
1: stands out to me that I didn't mention. Tell and me. That was uh, when Taryn yes. first gets her powers. She's like, in my dreams, I am beautiful. And, you know, she's a punk girl in her dream or whatever. There's
0: this giant mohawk and like uh-huh. studded shoulder pads.
1: Like um, like that one French movie your father made us watch. Subway. Subway. Whoever the main character was in that. She embodies that same spirit. Yes. Except she's bad. And she announces that she's bad with two little knives. Yeah. She has
0: <laughs> two little butterfly knives. She does cool tricks with. Uh-huh. And so I just found that to be funny. Yeah. No, That that's one of, like, if there are two iconic lines from this movie, it's probably, welcome to primetime, bitch. And in my dreams, I'm beautiful mm-hmm. and bad. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this is no insult to Jennifer Rubin at all. But I, I think one of the elements of campiness is the the set of performances that we're getting here. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think a campy performance means a bad performance necessarily, although bad performances can be very campy. Mm-hmm. Um I think everyone's just very big in this movie and they're making big choices and it's just very exciting and um the lady who plays the like the doctor who's in charge of the group and doesn't want um them to be experimented on in ways that she doesn't approve of she bugs her eyes out like crazy every time she talks um yeah it it it, it is what it is I, I like i said i don't want to detract anyone but you know it's an 80s horror movie mm-hmm. like you, you know what you're getting and th- this one they spent all of their money on effects they did not spend their money on yeah the
1: effects ones we were top notch mm-hmm. should we segue into effects right I now? i think
0: we absolutely should
1: Uh yeah, effects four.
0: Oh, for what? For
1: what do you mean? For what? Like for all the things we've already mentioned. Effects four. Oh, I hate you. Okay, never mind. Um, Um, I'm rating the effects a four. I'm giving it a score of a four. Me too. Um, for all the things we've already mentioned, the wizard and his green lights. Um, the were those
0: truly great effects? I think there are much better effects in the movie.
1: They were good for the time. I'm assuming. Sure. I'm assuming I'm going to make the bold declaration that they were, uh, uh when Freddie became part of the TV, I thought that was cool. Um, I was annoyed when they couldn't be bothered to like paint over the burned, scorch mark of the television <laughs> yes. after she was removed.
0: Yeah, there's a scene where they're just hanging out in the TV room. <laughs> they're just there with the hollow shell of like their f- murdered friend. <laughs> basically, yeah, it's
1: like, come on, you could have thrown on some paint, gone on a Home Depot run. Mm-hmm. Uh the the biggest effect was the strings Uh on the guy i was like whoa that's really weird like realistic looking and creepy as all get out who some other ones you've tossed me a couple
0: there's a lot like i said this movie is kind of a fantasy adventure like Uh there's a a lot going on they the
1: the death of Taryn and the neat like the yeah freddy's hypodermic
0: fingers Um, but one that I think of is the first scene with Kristen, which first of all, we actually haven't talked about a lot. That dream sequence that opens the movie is really spectacular. Um, it's, it's about, um, Kristen's in her room and she's in her bed and then it pulls out and turns out her beds in front of the Elm street house, which Freddie does not live in. That was Nancy's house, but whatever. It's the source of his power now because that's where he died or whatever. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was kind of hard to track. Yeah, for look, me, at least. The house is iconic in its way, and I appreciate seeing it again, even though the way it's tied into the mythology makes no sense.
1: Yeah. Um, those little bananas. Uh, I did like how they had a little toy house version of it. Yeah. She multiple scenes in this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she goes into this house, and there's all the one, two, Freddy's coming for you, all those kids. Mm-hmm. And then this little girl leads her inside, and it's like, this is where he takes us, which is, again, the, the thing that tr- – the The thing were that like triggered that spark in my mind of being like, Oh yeah, this is this movie's really messed up, uh-, uh-huh. um, but then at the end of that dream sequence, she finds a room full of the hanging bodies of children. They're more teens than children, but still like mm. it it's it's rough, like this mm. movie's crazy, yeah, um. So, well, effects. Well, what I was going to say is that in addition to having just really stellar effects most of the time. Uh, and sets. Um, yes. And sets. Um, this movie, I think out of all of them except for the Wes Craven ones, best blends reality and dream. Uh-huh. And it, it best captures what it feels like to be in a dream. hmm Like there's a sequence where Kristen is slipping away to sleep in her hospital room and this empty tricycle rolls up just leaving a trail of blood behind the wheels Mm -hmm. and then it just melts Mm -hmm. for no reason Mm -hmm. and it just it feels uncanny Mm -hmm. in that way that a nightmare is in -hmm. the in that you just automatically accept the weird logic of whatever is happening and it's terrifying Mm -hmm. and I I do think this movie is second only to the original in achieving that kind of thing Mm -hmm. of just showing you something that couldn't exist uh-huh. And isn't necessarily part of the plot, but just is this cool way of transitioning you into a dream.
1: Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with you. I was letting you like keep going. Sorry, um, yeah. Uh One of the things, and I don't mean to like scrutinize the movie on that point you just said that uh-huh. stood out to me, is like, kind of uh, made me dislike the movie's logic, okay. was oh. when uh, Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt Russell. Matt Russell's character uh, kind of just walked through a door. While he was awake.
0: Yeah, he like kitty but... pride phases through a door mm-hmm. in this dream.
1: And I didn't know what, how that could happen because he's still like he's corporeal. It's not a dream.
0: Yeah. And I mean, because we've seen Freddy enact very strange things in real life. Like we've seen the fountain of blood that Johnny mm-hmm. Depp got turned into. We saw Tina being lifted onto her ceiling. Mm-hmm. But that one just really defies the laws of physics in a way that's kind of rankling. Mm-hmm. Um, And I totally feel you on that. Although I feel it violates the rules of Freddy much less than Part Two, Mm -hmm. so we're on a we're on an upward trend here. Mm -hmm.
1: That was just the one like well one qualm that I had with the movie, Uh Uh, so I felt that I needed mentioning. Yeah.
0: Um, What were you saying that was so beautiful and eloquent? Um, I mean the 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 way that it's just dreamlike in this movie is very mm-hmm. effective. Mm-hmm. But also the way that Freddie kind of fakes Kristen's suicide is when in her in her dream she thinks she's safe, she goes to like to the sink to wash off her face like all scared people do in horror movies for some mm-hmm. reason. They're like, I really gotta I really gotta wet my face a little bit. This'll calm me down. <laughs> um and then the the four prongs of her sink faucet thing, they turn into fingers and they grab her. That's a mm. great effect too. That I really, really good. dug that.
1: Um I thought that they used the house really well. Uh what with she her running around in it and then she getting stuck in like some kind of sludge. Yes. Ooh, that was freaky too, yeah. That was good for like an opener. Uh and then when I think her and Heather Langenkamp first uh, arrive or are reunited in the house, huh. like there's this kind of like weird Uh, earthquake thing beneath them that you see the ground moving you see the walls moving it was really good uh yes i agree with that and especially when heather actually or nancy's character falls asleep to join her in when she's summoned into the dream by her
0: and she falls through a chair Uh, i thought that was cool that was really cool i have no idea how they did that Mm -hmm. i'm really impressed super good effects yeah i mean and there's only a couple effects that are I mean, I think all the effects are well-achieved, although a couple of them are dodgier than others or harder to swallow, like the crazy Ray Harryhausen skeleton, Mm -hmm. um, like the um, antenna Freddy. But even... There's two sequences of stop-motion animation in this movie. There's the skeleton, and then there's when Freddy turns into the marionette to first stalk our friend Matt Russell. Mm -hmm. Um, But the... It's like... That one, I believe, is claymation, but it's not claymation like I'd ever really seen it before because I mean we're used to seeing like a nightmare before Christmas and so forth and like the those kinds of things but this claymation it was really smooth like the effect of his motion was really believable there wasn't it wasn't stuttery like normal claymation Mm -hmm. it was just it was really smooth and that freaked me out too but I I thought it was it's really effective like it's a consistent motion that you can kind of feel it's tactile Mm -hmm. um yeah this movie's cool yeah, I'm a fan of claymation in every yeah. art form
1: so thank you for including in it
0: yeah including it including it in this movie and there's an evil roast pig that tries to bite Kristen. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the pig there's a the, I forgot about that too I, I've seen this movie so many times but there are so many details I noticed this time not that's mm-hmm. not even that's literally a scare gag but mm-hmm. like it's just there's so much crammed into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to quality? We should. Okay, I want to hear what your score is. For I'm giving ones. it a four. Okay, but Me it's a too. four that's close to a five. Uh, I feel that too, um, but I want to hear your specific reasons.
1: I just thought it was good. I just thought it was really well Mm -hmm. done. I thought the story was good. I thought the characters were like, you know, yes, they were one note, but they were likable. Uh, They were intriguing. You wanted to know more of them. I felt like everybody was introduced properly. I didn't feel like it was rushed and that I was forced to like these people. Mm -hmm. I felt that I was given just the right amount of time with each one to learn just enough to mourn their passing. Uh Uh, That was true from, you know, the it's primetime girl to... Uh, Taryn and her sad death. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really care for the head psychologist. Um, he was oh maybe... uh,
0: Craig Wasson, who's was I don't know the, the
1: boring white guy. He's milk toast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also the inclusion of her father's character. I felt that to be a little bit maybe out of place.
0: Well, they needed a t- more tie-ins to the original because part two was like original. What's that? Uh-huh. So they're like, okay, let's let's just pull this back. Let's walk this back a bit.
1: Yeah, and then also the weird way in which he had to he was buried in like a dumpster yard or whatever. And they had to throw holy water on his corpse. A
0: salvage car yard. Yeah. No, look, any way that you can kill a supernatural being in one of these movies is never satisfying. It's Mm -hmm. very silly. And there's also a ghost nun, a Freddy Krueger's mom. Mm
1: -hmm. So the thing that probably would keep me from giving this movie a higher score is the Uh fact that it's a sequel and sequels just never really get that honor.
0: I don't know. I, I think that there are sequels that are straight up masterpieces um that exists but no i i see what you're saying there's definitely there are flaws in this movie um what you were saying about the way that the characters are introduced like you're right like they're they're doled out very evenly we don't meet them all at once Mm -hmm. we meet Kristen, and then we meet matt russell and his roommate oh kincaid who we have not mentioned i didn't really Um, care for
1: kincaid but he was i mean he did the best with the lines that he was given
0: yeah no look he's he's this aggressive character who's very strong in his dreams mm-hmm. and I, I find him irritating, but that might be because I met him in real life at a convention and did not have a pleasant experience. So oh, no. maybe I'm kind of putting that onto it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also met, um, Jennifer Rubin who played Taryn and the lady who played, um, TV girl. And they every were time you see
1: Jennifer Rubin, I think of the conservative columnist. Is that her name? I think so.
0: I'm sorry. She's a like like never-trepper, so she's fine. Continue, okay, so. Yeah, a different person. Um, but yeah, no, I'm giving it a four out of five as well. I think a lot of people view this as the best sequel or even the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and I think that both of those don't fly with me, both mm-hmm. of those opinions. I'm not going to say they're wrong because mm-hmm. no opinion is wrong un- unless your favorite movie is part five, in which case you are wrong. Um, but... <laughs> I I can see why a lot of people really like this one. It's it's crazy, it's goofy, it's scary, or not it's it's gross and intense and it's it's a lot of fun. Um I do wish they integrated their powers more into mm-hmm. defeating Freddy and into the story. Mm-hmm. Like cuz each of them gets like one cool thing to do, but it, I just feel like it could have been like the Freddy Krueger X-Men and it kind of wasn't. mm mm-hmm. Mhm especially with the wizard. Mm-hmm. He was like magic. And Freddie just stabs him in the gut. He doesn't even do anything special. He's like, no, your magic is lame. I concur with that, especially since they went
1: to go back together to go save her from, you know, Freddy's clutches. Uh-huh. And then it just turns into like a four away funeral after that. After yeah, all basically. of said and done. Yeah. So they, I was like,
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah, they get split up and it's a really fast slasher movie of like, kill this person, kill this person. Mm-hmm. Then some magic and whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it, it it's it's a good movie. There's no denying that. Um, and also, spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Nancy does die in this movie, um, which is did that shock you? Were you surprised by that? I
1: guess so. Um, only because I didn't know where this movie fit in with the rest of the canon or uh-huh. the, the the story, the official storyline. Because uh, I thought she died in the last one, so when I saw her again, oh yeah. Granted, I had seen her name in the credits. <laughs> that could mean anything. That could be a flashback. True. Um, I was like, "Whoa, Nancy's back!" And her hair is bigger than ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in
0: in my dreams, Heather Langenkamp's hair is beautiful and bad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I know that she comes back for New Nightmare. So, but that's like
0: a completely different continuity.
1: Hmm. So, so yes, I am sad that her character Nancy is dead officially.
0: Yeah. No, that I remember watching that for the first time and being very shocked. I mean, obviously you're right. That weird fake scare at the end of the first night on Elm Street leaves her fate in question. Mm-hmm. Um, but this does bring her back and in a very satisfying way, she's in a position of power and she's trying to help these people. There's still grown ups who aren't listening to her, but she's, she has some sort of influence She's Um,
1: a graduate student, and as every graduate student knows, we have all the power. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People just come up to us with questions.
0: Whatever. Um, No, but but after she dies, um, Patricia Arquette is like hugging her corpse and saying, "Like I'll dream you into a beautiful dream." And I was like, I was kind of, I was welling up a little bit. I was like, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, when
1: she... Yeah, that was tragic. Yeah. Um, granted, like, a whole mess of other people had already died, so I was like... I don't care about those where, people. Where's their mourning? It was very um, Saw 5 in that uh, only certain cops were honored and not the others.
0: No, I'm pretty sure all the cops were honored because there was that hilarious shot of the funeral that panned past, like, 18 headshots of cops that were murdered in the other movies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Saw 5. Don't check that out. <laughs> um... I, I guess that's about it for, for this one.
1: That's it for me.
0: Uh, cool. Uh, I'll tell you what we're watching next week, and we're also going to make our guesses. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Screen 101 pod You can email us at Screen 101 podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars, and we'll give you a hug somehow. somewhere. Yeah. Um, and also our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Um, yeah, so next week we're going to be catching up with those, those gosh darn kids of the corn with children of the corn revelation, which is the seventh one.
1: We, need to elote. we should get some elote to celebrate. We
0: should for the last one. We should get elote.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yes. And
1: <laughs> plan ahead and have cash the next time the guy comes up the street. Cause we never have cash.
0: No, we don't. Also. We... I wouldn't call the place where we live particularly urban, but we live in a city. And for some reason, our ice cream truck has like a trap beat because it's it's the normal "Do Your Ears Hang Low." It's like do 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 That well, that was a bad. Mm-hmm. That was not it. But it's like a weird like hip hop beat to the "Do Your Ears Hang Low" tune. Our ice cream truck has
1: like a Cholo Mickey
0: on it. Look, our ice cream truck is lit. <laughs> It is great.
1: <laughs> it has soft serve. It has regular ice creams, like the cheap kind with the bubble gum, eye, bubble gum eyes. Yeah. You know the kind. Uh-huh.
0: The kind that you needed to have as a child, but it was always disgusting. Yeah, no, because, see, th- that's the magic of it, is that you always assume it's going to be great, but your parents never buy it for you, so your illusion is never shattered. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway So next Elm Street movie That we're going to catch up on I believe in two months um, That's going to be 1988's A Nightmare on Elm Street For the Dream Master Ooh. And
1: I've seen Can we see it. the Page Master
0: instead? In addition maybe Okay <laughs> um, But yes I've seen it So I obviously can't guess But I don't think you've seen it So I want to hear your guesses As to what happens In this next movie
1: Macaulay Culkin shows up Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg is there can I Davido too? I don't know. Was he in that? I don't know. He was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was. Taxi. Merlin. I don't know. Dream Master.
0: It's going to be crazy. Um, who do you think the Dream Master might be?
1: Macaulay Culkin
0: Okay, fine, whatever um,
1: Look, I know next to nothing about this movie So my guesses are informed by the page master at Well, this that's point. why you have to guess
0: Is it Freddy? It's gonna be Freddy Maybe, who knows um, Anyway, we'll catch you next week And until then, good luck on your I don't know what you expected journey. from my I'm guesses so, It's just something fun, I don't know I guess that was fun for someone Okay. Tweeted us if it was fun
1: Alrighty, you do that Good luck. Tweet, on your journey. email,
0: good luck subscribe on your journey. And stay gold, everybody Bye <laughs> This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.
1: Hey, Brandon? Yeah, Justin? We really need to record a trailer for our podcast. Why? Because that's how we'll get people to tune in. All the great podcasts have them. Oh, okay. Hey, what's this? You own a cassette player? What is this, 1992? This isn't mine. Well, what's on it?
0: Hmm, let's see. Hey everyone, welcome to Eerie Earfuls. Every two weeks, we pick a horror movie double feature to compare and
1: contrast for your entertainment. Who chooses rotates each episode. We explain why we chose the films, then proceed to analyze the two. <laughs> proceed to analyze the two. For your entertainment!
0: You never know what pairings we might choose! You never know. <laughs>
1: Know. 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 What the hell? Was that us on that tape? Hello? Find more episodes on me Podcasts for the weird at heart. Ah! <laughs>